You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. So it's good to be back home. I missed you. <laughs> My wife is still traveling, but uh, she'll be back shortly. And it seems, am I, am I seeing doubles? Am I seeing, is this someone I'm seeing in the... <laughs> Am I seeing the ambassador in the house? <laughs> yeah, welcome. Good to see you. Yeah, we've missed you as well. Amen. Elder Roland, my goodness. It's like we are blessed today. <laughs> Wonderful. Maybe I should travel more so that when I come, I'll be seeing people. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Amen. But it's good to be back. Truly appreciate your prayers and your partnership with the gospel. Even as we advance the kingdom of God from this place. Let me tell you, get ready. Tell to someone, say, get ready. God is preparing us for something incredible. Okay, something incredible. We are on the verge of some serious, serious manifestations. So, I'm excited about that. And I, I, we've been talking about stature, Right? What did we even call it? Growing in stature. Growing in stature. And uh, I've, I've been listening to your messages. Pastor Ryan, come on, let's give him a hand. See how he took us into the life of Abraham. And brought out some treasures there. So... I want you to know that God is serious about this topic we're dealing with. And every time we deal with topics, it's not just because they're interesting, but it's because they are a necessary component to the preparation of God's end-time army. Okay? So God is preparing us. There is what God wants to do in the land there's what God wants to do in the nations, and there's what God wants to do through you. So God wants you to be ready, to be equipped to do those things that he wants to do. And so that's why we're dealing with this. And today I want to talk about what I call fullness of stature. Say fullness of stature. Yeah, so the fullness of stature is what we want to look at. Father, we thank you for your word, which is spirit and is life. I give you praise and glory. Even as we go into your word right now, I speak the oracles of God. I receive unction, anoint these lips of clay. Help me, Lord. Let it not be me, let it be you. None of me, all of you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at the book of Luke chapter 2. Let's start from there. 
St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. And when we're talking about fullness of stature, the ultimate, when we talk about stature, is Jesus. How many people know that Jesus is our example? He is our model. Okay? He is the prototype. Now, in the beginning, when God made man, when God made Adam and Eve, God created Adam as a man of full stature. So Adam never grew. He was just mature from the beginning. Okay? So God made him a man of full stature right from the beginning. And so that's why he could command so much power. That's why he could command so much authority. That's why he could dominate because he had the maturity. He had all his faculties fully developed. Fully developed that God could trust him with the entire earth. God could trust Adam with the entire earth because God built him Fully developed. So in other words, spiritually he was mature. Mentally he was mature. Emotionally he was mature. Physically he was mature. Okay? So Adam had the capacity to be the God of this world. In fact, he was the God of this world. So when... You become a full stature. That is what God can entrust you with. There are things we see in the Bible that we're not seeing in our generation today because of our stature in the spirit. We are not fully developed yet. Some of us still need pacifiers. Come on. Hmm? The slightest thing. Eh. So they have to put pacifier in your mouth and you. That's how some people are spiritually. The slightest challenge. They lose it. Can't endure. <laughs> Can't endure anything. So how can you give Dominion power to someone with a pacifier. You can't do that. It's irresponsible to do that, right? You wouldn't do that to your child. Why should God do it to you? Are you more responsible than God? So, that's why I'm so appreciative of some of the challenges we've gone through because I understand what they're developing, what they're building, what it is, what is doing on the inside. James says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith the trial of your faith produces patience. So when you are being tried, 
The biblical response is to celebrate. That's the biblical response to trials. James 1, 2. You see it there. Hmm? My brethren, count it all joy. How many people respond like that to trials? Don't raise your hand. Just, you know, maybe once in a while, you might, you know, somehow. But the biblical response to trials, it says, counted all joy. In other words, jubilate. Celebrate when you are being tried. Instead of singing, nobody knows the trouble I have seen. Hmm? Yeah. Instead of throwing a pity party and inviting everyone to come and party with you, party of tears and lament. No. But for you to respond like that, there is a particular understanding you need to have. There's a kind of understanding you need to have. There's a kind of knowledge you need to have. There's a kind of revelation you need to have in order for you to respond to things, to life, the way the Bible expects you to respond. So people of stature, have, there's a way they respond to things. Okay? So fullness of stature is the apex, and that's what we want to look at. It's the apex of it. But in Luke chapter 2, let's look at verse 40, talking about Jesus, right? This was like from, from his childhood. The Bible says, and the child grew. And became strong in spirit. Okay? Filled with wisdom. This is talking about him when he was in his childhood stage. He grew, became strong in spirit. And then was filled with wisdom. And the grace of God was upon him. So... Adam began as a full-blown adult, physically and spiritually. Jesus did not begin like that. Jesus did not begin like that. Jesus began like you and I. Okay? Why did the Father ordain for Jesus to begin like you and I so that we are not excluded? So that if Jesus can do it, you can do it. Amen. Do you get my point? Yeah. So, he grew and became strong in spirit. He was filled with wisdom. And the grace of God was upon him. But then, it doesn't end here. This was in his... In his... Um, Childhood. Okay? He started as an infant, as a babe. 
Right? And then he grew and became a child. But he didn't remain a child. He grew in stature. All right? Then look at verse 52. Same chapter. By this time, Jesus was about 12 years old. Okay? It says, 52, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. So in other words, his growth, his development was holistic. It was holistic. Amen? Yeah. Just look at me. Don't be distracted. So he increased in wisdom. That is to tell you that mentally, intellectually, he became, he grew in that, in that space. Okay? Intellectually, he grew. And you can see from the previous verse that, um, from the previous verses that he had been engaging the teachers, the doctors of the law, at the age of 12. And they marveled at his level of understanding. How can a 12-year-old boy demonstrate such deep understanding of the scriptures? But they didn't know that Jesus was being tutored by the Father himself. Heavenly Father has, you know, uh, given him the spirit of wisdom, given him understanding. And if you look at Isaiah chapter 9, talking about the spirit of God on Jesus, it talks about the seven spirits of God. One of them, one of the spirits, one of the manifestations of the seven spirits of God is the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of understanding. Come on, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might. Some people read their Bibles. The, the spirit of the fear of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord. Yeah. So that was upon him. That was working in him. And remember that Jesus never sinned. Okay, he never sinned. First of all, he didn't have the sinful nature. He didn't have the sinful nature. The only thing is that Mary's womb was used. That's all. That, the only thing Mary contributed was the womb. Joseph. He didn't contribute biologically. He didn't contribute anything biologically to Jesus. His contribution was, you know, provide home, family environment, homely environment, earthly father, okay? Mentorship, and all of that. That was his role. 
And he did it well. Amen. Because by the time, you can tell he did it well. By the time he left, Jesus became a carpenter. Yes. <laughs> so he trained him properly yes. in the family business. Okay? Yeah. So because he didn't have the sinful nature, he could not be, he, he, he could not be drawn away to be lustful. He didn't have it in him to be lustful. He didn't have it in him. He never lied. Never sinned. And I can imagine his siblings. They had a tough time. Why can't you be like your brother? <laughs> Think about that. So imagine what it was like at home growing in a house with a perfect child. A perfect sibling. Your imperfections will be louder. <laughs> So, yeah, he increased in wisdom and in stature. That means he grew in stature, physically grew, but also spiritually he grew. All right? He grew, continued to grow in stature. But then it got to a point that when he was 30 years old, John the Baptist was already ministering, has been ministering. And Jesus comes to be baptized. And as he enters into the water, John looks at him and says, you are to baptize me. I cannot baptize you. Remember, they were cousins. So John knew how Jesus grew. This guy is impeccable. John was baptizing people to repentance. Jesus has nothing to repent of. He has nothing to repent of. Why is he coming to be baptized? I'm the one that you should baptize. I'm the one who is a sinner. You, you, you have never sinned. Why should I baptize you? You see... By that time, he has developed into a full stature in every sense. And in Matthew 3.14, John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And you are coming to me? But look at Jesus' response. But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. So Jesus didn't argue with John to say, No, I deserve to be baptized. No. Let it, let it happen. Allow it to happen. In order to fulfill all righteousness. So in other words, Jesus was, he was, he did not only fulfill all righteousness, he was above all righteousness. Amen. 
he went beyond the call of duty. Okay? So, at this time, the father now speaks. He says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So, the heavens opened. The Spirit came down on Jesus like a dove. And then the Father spoke. He says, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Now, question, what was it about Jesus that pleased the Father? He had not started ministry. He had not preached. He had not performed any miracle. Okay, and, and I know some, there are some literature that have some crazy things about Jesus' childhood and his visit to India and all those crap. Don't listen to that. He had pleased the Father in a sense that he had grown into full stature. So he has fully developed in character. He had fully developed in conduct. He had fully developed in stature. Hallelujah. And so the father looked at him and he says, I am pleased with what I am seeing. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Before he started doing anything, he had already pleased the Father. Okay, that phone goes into the offering. <laughs> it has pleased me to put that phone in the offering. <laughs> if your phone rings in this church, it goes into the offering basket. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is well pleasing <laughs> to the Holy Ghost and me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So at this time, Jesus had fully developed. The character was perfect. He had learned submission. He had learned obedience. He had learned, you know, Servanthood, he had learned, he had, he had demonstrated in every area. And the father says, I'm pleased with what I'm seeing. So, Holy Spirit, anoint him now. He's ready. He's ready to be ushered into his destiny. There are aspects of your destiny you cannot get into because of your stature. So you need to develop. You need to grow in stature. Stop competing with people. Because you don't have the same assignment with them. All right. So, 
when you are of full stature, you are now qualified to handle every resource that is meant for you. Every resource. You are qualified. Let's look at Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. Paul gives us some insight there. Galatians chapter 4, reading from verse 1. It says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave. Though he is master of all. How many people are joint heirs with Christ here? Come on, raise your hands. Yes. How many people are seated together with Christ in the heavenly places? Far above principalities and powers. Hallelujah. The Bible says all things are yours. How many people have all things? You see? Yeah, the Bible says you have become partakers of his divine nature. In other words, you have his DNA in you. Come on. Yes. Do you know that legally speaking, you should not be in lack? Legally speaking, you should not be sick. Legally speaking. Why? Because Jesus has paid for it. Okay, by his stripes you were healed. So legally, Amen. sickness has no right to come on your body. Amen. All right? He, may, he was made poor that we might be rich. Legally, you should not be poor. Legally. So God, the Bible says he has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So legally, everything you need has been provided. Before you got, before the need showed up, the provision was made. You see? So there are many things Jesus has done for us. But look at what Galatians is telling us. Paul is telling us in Galatians that the heir, as long as he is a what? Child. Does not differ at all from a slave. Though he is master of all. So, the child... By birth, right? Because he's born, for example, Prince William's son or is his son or, or daughter or what? Child. Prince William's child is born into royalty. Okay? Now, do you know that the royal family the King Charles, he, he, owns, he owns about 15%, if, if I remember my research, about 
90% of the real estate on earth belongs to him. He got it from his mother. because His mother is gone, so now he's there. So 15% of land globally If you want to toy toy, do, do it in the right place. I don't know what you are doing. <laughs> 15%. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I can give you examples. For example, Canada belongs to the royal family. The entire nation. All, all the land. Every, the whole of Australia belongs to them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And counting. Yes. Okay? So, now, that child, that Prince William's child, although he, by birth, is also owner of all those, is it safe to assume that? Yes, that's we can say that, right? Yes. Yeah. So the child owns that, but he's still under maids. What does he know? Doesn't know his left from his right. Can he exercise authority? No. Although 15% of the land on earth belongs to them, he can't do anything. So that's what Paul is telling us here. All right? That the child does not differ from a slave. Why? A slave has no right. A slave has no property. In fact, a slave has no right to property. No, you... you yeah, in those days, even... A slave, even your child is not yours. It's for your master. <laughs> so Paul is saying that a child, the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ from a slave that has nothing. Although the child has everything, he cannot enjoy anything. He is like the slave who has nothing. Turn to someone and say, this thing is serious. This is a serious matter. Yeah. A serious matter. He says, but as under guardians, talking about the child, and stewards until... The appointed, the time appointed by the father. So this child is left given to guardians and stewards who will continue to look after the child and they will be teaching the child the, 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 the culture, the mannerisms and, and, and the code of conduct of royalty. Do you get my point? 
Yeah, this is, this is how your father wants you to behave. This is how your father wants you to relate. This is how your father wants you to conduct yourself. This is how. So the child will be there under tutelage. Until the time appointed by the father. So Jesus was under the tutelage of Joseph. Are you following me? So Joseph was looking after him, raised him up, and he grew and grew and he continued to grow, grow. And by the time, the time appointed by the father was when the father made the announcement. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He has entered the fullness of stature. So now he qualifies to have everything I have. To enter into his destiny. And to have all the resources required for his destiny. Before then, he could not be anointed by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you see? So, and Jesus had to go through that process. Why? Because you and I have to go through it. Amen. Now, if Jesus had just come as an adult, something would have been missing for us. Because you and I, we, we, we wouldn't have any pattern to follow. We won't have any model. So he had to go through that right from babyhood to childhood and then to fullness of stature. When he says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So now look at verse 4. Okay, verse 3 says, even so we were children. So we were children so, sorry, so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. It's a good place to celebrate. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We celebrate what Jesus has done for us. But I'm here to tell you that you need to grow in stature. Everything is yours. All things are yours. But if you remain an infant, you will be restrained from accessing that which belongs to you. Because you are not ready. You are not ready for, for the throne. You're not ready for rulership. You're not ready for dominion. Amen. You see. 
So that's why we need to grow in stature. We want to attain the fullness of stature. I want you to picture stature like the flight of stairs. You know, look, the stairs at the back there. Imagine every stair, every stairway, every step representing what you have access to. So on the first level, you have access to salvation. <laughs> okay? We get saved. Oh, hallelujah. My sins are washed by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. Huh? And you, you can, we sing all kinds of songs about forgiveness. Fantastic. That's amazing. The blood of Jesus has cleansed us. He has justified us just as if we've never sinned. Isn't that amazing? We now have the grace of God. We have access to the grace of God. But when you read the book of Hebrews chapter 6, you now see that there are things that accompany salvation. So salvation is at one level. Then the next thing, there are things that come after salvation. Okay? So you have, to, you, have to, you have to get to that point where you now begin to experience those things that come after salvation. For example, you cannot have the Holy Spirit if you are not saved. The Holy Spirit can only be given to those who are saved. The world cannot receive Him. That's what Jesus said. Am I correct? Yeah. The world cannot receive Him. They don't know Him. If, they, if, if, in fact, if they interact with the Holy Spirit, you can kill them. Because the blood of Jesus is what qualifies you to relate with the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus was warning the Pharisees, listen, you guys, stop blaspheming. Stop saying that this thing is the work of the devil. I'm casting out demons by the finger of God. And you are saying it's a demon. I'm casting out demons by demons. He says, if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, there is no forgiveness for you. Neither in this world, nor in the world to come. You can't blaspheme against me. It's okay. You'll be forgiven. But against the Holy Spirit. Ha. Don't even try it. Jesus was giving them very good advice. Holy Spirit, don't mess with the world. No. He is for the church. God did not give the Holy Spirit to the world. He gave the Holy Spirit to the church. God gave Jesus to the world. Can you see the difference? So Jesus was given to the world. Holy Spirit given to the church. That's why they can't understand when you're talking Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. What what are you talking about? They 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 don't know. They can't relate with that. Things of the Spirit of God are foolishness. All right? Yeah. But when you grow in stature, as, as you climb, as you begin to climb, then you begin to access certain things. All right? So there are things that accompany salvation. You access those. But then as you keep climbing, as you keep climbing, as you keep growing in stature, there are things that Hebrews talks about, powers of the age to come. There are some kind of powers that are only available 
to those who have entered a particular kind of stature. And that's what I want us to, to go for. Amen. Let's go for that. How many times have you, seen, have you seen people stop the sun? Sun stands still. How many? It's, it's not. Where have you? Where? There's a kind of stature you have to enter into before God can allow you to operate such powers. That's why I said to you the last time that there are miracles that Jesus did by the Holy Spirit, that are gifts of the Holy Spirit, but there are miracles that he did, there are wonders, signs that he did that were out of his stature. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. So don't confuse gifts of the Spirit with stature. Yeah, you, 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 can, you can have gifts. In fact, the moment you get born again, you, the, the Holy Spirit, you, you have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You can get born again now and start prophesying now. Start seeing visions now. Start raising the dead now. You can start all of those. The moment you get born again. But that has nothing to do with your stature. Because gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit and and, 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 and all those things you do we, 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 that we have access to by faith is by grace. That's why it's called gift. Yes. How many people work for a gift? Is there anyone that's been given something recently? You receive a gift? Okay, Lord, give them gifts. <laughs> Let gifts be given to these people. Everyone here. In the name of Jesus, you are due for a gift. In Jesus' name, receive some gifts. Receive what you don't deserve. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The whole church should be up. But I don't understand. No, we need gifts. So when somebody gives you a gift, you didn't work for it. You didn't earn it. That's why it's called a gift. So there are some operations of the Spirit that they are just gifts. But now, when it comes to stature, stature is not a gift. It's not a gift. It comes with growth. It comes with development. It comes with discipline. It comes with learning. Do you understand? Yes. Yeah, because for you to grow in stature, there are things you need to be able to resist. Amen. There are things you need to be able to overcome. There are things that the enemy will come throw at you and you... He doesn't succeed. So that's why after this announcement, when, when the father said in, Ma, um, in the book of Matthew, at, at the... River of Jordan. When the, when the father said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The next thing. He is led to the wilderness. <laughs> to go up by the Holy Spirit. To go and be tempted by the devil. 
So you have, you, have, you have matured now. You have entered into full stature now. You're going to prove it. So now that you've entered into fullness of stature, you have to enter into where Adam was when he was as a full statured man. Yes? You see? So Adam was a full statured man. So Satan came at that point. So now that you have attained fullness of stature, you need to face what Adam faced. So that's why the Bible says, Matthew 4, 1, that he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So you see here that Jesus needed to be led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. You and I, we don't need the Holy Spirit to lead us to be tempted. Because when you read the book of James, it says each one that is tempted is drawn away by his own lust and enticed. But Jesus had no lust. So there was nothing to draw him. There was nothing Satan could use. So the Holy Spirit has to now command him, go into the wilderness. Go and face what Adam faced. You have attained fullness of stature. Now it's time for you to meet the prince of this world. It's time for you to meet the God of this world. And one of the things, as I was meditating, the Holy Spirit was telling me that, look, the temptations you face are commensurate to your stature. Yeah. He will not allow you to be tempted more than you can bear. Is that not what he said? Yeah. So if you are on the first ladder, what you are going to be, what you are going to be faced with will be what has been allowed to operate on that level. Then when you climb up, and as you climb, you now face the higher ones. You see, fullness of stature. The sooner you overcome things, the better for you. The sooner you face things, instead of running away from them, look at them squarely in the eye and throw for them. Because it's for your rising. It's for your elevation. Yeah. So some people, they don't go through the process, through the developmental process. But they want to climb. To the level, they have skipped some, some steps. And by connection, by hook, by crook, by, you know, somebody just made a kind of arrangement for them and boom, they are up there. So they are up there, but they've not gone through the developmental process to be able to endure at that level. So when the attack for that level comes, they're deficient. And then, poof! It happens all the time. 
So you now see why. You see why the Bible says, count it all joy. When you fall into various trials, when you are being tried, instead of complaining, count it all joy. That you have been counted worthy to go through certain things. Why am I facing this kind of opposition? Why am I facing this kind of resistance? Why is the enemy fighting me like this? That means I have attained somewhere to a particular level. Hallelujah. There is a stature that has been developed in me. So God has found me worthy to face this challenge. So I face it with joy. Instead of murmuring, complaining, and t- telling people how God has let you down. You are the one letting yourself down. You should be demoted. You should be demoted so that you can remain at that baby level and only be dealing with baby demons. Yeah. Some of us have come to a level now that we are facing serious matters. I'm telling you, we are facing serious personalities in the spirit. Contending. It's not about some small tokolosh. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, Pastor, please, please pray for me. This is a tokolosh in my room. Hey. hey, Lord, help your people. Hey, if you are still facing tokolosh, it's because that's where you are. So deal with it. Whip that thing. Hallelujah. Crush it. Make it to run that it will never come back again. When they send, when the master say go there, you say no. That's what you should be doing. Yeah. Fullness of stature. You want to rule, you want to dominate. And yet you can't face little things. What's wrong with you? Stop it. Hallelujah. Amen. Count it all joy. No wonder the early church, they are so different from the church today. Haven't you noticed when you read your Bible? It's like, what? We have the same Holy Spirit, the same Bible, the same salvation, but we can't face. We can't face anything. The slightest opposition. Yeah. I need, you know, I don't want to say what's in my mind. God has renewed my mind. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I want to grow in stature. I want the fullness of stature. That was going to bring us to a place where God will now begin to hand over certain powers to you. Amen. Amen. So that when you are in a place, there's some witches that will run away from that place. Why? Because you are there. A person of this stature, you better run. 
200 kilometers away, if you are close, he can wreck you. Yeah, there are people like that in the spirit. You don't know. You are supposed to be there. You are supposed to be there. Yeah. Can't you see when Jesus is walking? Oh, son of David. What have we to do with you? Have you come to destroy us before our time? He has not even said anything. He's not even looking in that direction. He's just walking. That's what happens with people of the fullness of stature. Yeah. You just walk into a restaurant. You walk into a restaurant, then ah, things start happening. From the kitchen. <laughs> they say, what is happening here? Who, who is in this place? Somebody has entered. Get oh, Look for it. Oh. Fullness of stature. Yeah. There's a place like that in God. Meant for you. Can't endure temptation. Can't endure persecution. Can't endure being slandered. Any slander, anything they say, you are so broken that it will take you six months to recover. Stop it. Stop it. Let's grow up. Tell someone, say, grow up, please. Grow up, grow up. Yeah, grow up. Let's grow up. Amen. Yeah. Somebody didn't greet you. You are so offended. That for the next two weeks, you won't say a word to them. What's wrong with you? Is that Christ-like? What stature is that? What kind of stature is that? Get out of that trap. Let's grow up. Amen. When people persecute you, you count it all joy. When they slander you, you say, thank you, Jesus. He says, blessed are you when you are persecuted for righteousness' sake. There's a blessing. But you take it so personal that it stunts your growth. Oh. Fullness of stature. My time is up. Father, we thank you. We thank you. I thank you for this assembly. I thank you because you are building us up. Making us men and women of stature. Bring us to that place of fullness of stature. Bring us to that place. Lord. When nothing will move us. The Bible says, Great peace have they that love your law. It says, Nothing shall offend them, nothing shall cause them to stumble. I rebuke every spirit of offense in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every spirit. Every dwarf spirit in the name of Jesus. That spirit that will, 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 will only allow our heads to be growing big. 
and our stature remains small. I bind that spirit. In the name of Jesus, we will grow in stature. Into the stature and the fullness of Christ. Thank you, Father. Whatever has stunted our growth, Lord, have mercy upon us. Free us from those things right now in the name of Jesus. Bring us to the place where we'll enter into our inheritance. Bring us to a place where we can be entrusted. Some of us are going to be entrusted with regions. Some of us are going to be entrusted with, with sectors of the society. Some of us are going to be entrusted with industries. You begin to rule there. But you need a stature, the right stature, to be able to handle that. Some of you will be entrusted, but you need to grow. God is waiting for you. It's part of your destiny, but God is waiting for your growth, for your development. Whatever has arrested your development, I bind them right now. I arrest them and I banish them from your life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I give you praise and I give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, if you're here, you want to give your life to Jesus, just raise your hand. I'll pray for you, anybody. And those watching online as well, I want to pray for you. Just say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that he is Lord. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a brand new person. Cause me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, contact us. Those of you online, write us. I want to hear from you so that we can guide you, direct you, tell you the next steps. Amen. Have you been blessed? God bless you real good. Hallelujah. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.